I'm going to talk about, I am going to talk about what I talked about on the radio uh, yesterday. And uh, once again, my favorite topic is belief systems, because one thing that we have to um, do is that if we don't have a correct belief, it's impossible to have a correct life. It's almost like not having a correct map or a GPS, it's impossible to get to your correct destination. So, so I wanna talk once again about, uh, when I go to the scripture I used yesterday, 2 Corinthians 10, and um, I wanna start with uh, verse, Three, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses. We are destroying speculations and every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God. And we are taking every thought captive to the reasons of Christ. And we're ready to punish all disobedience whenever your obedience is complete. And so, what is he saying? For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. And so there's an acknowledgement there that we are in a spiritual battle, right? I mean, for we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. And because the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but divinely powerful, for the destruction of fortresses. So, so we live in the flesh, walk in the Bible. Peripateo is a Greek word, which is like walk around. It just means live. You know, so we say, we say that, oh, you know, you, you know, you, he can, you know, he talks the talk, but he can't walk the walk. You know, he can't live up to what he's saying, right? We say that that's an idiomatic expression. He talks the talk, um, but can't walk the walk. Um, but we, so we do not wage war for the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh. So we don't fight according to fleshly battles, right? But the enemy wants us to fight according to a carnal way, right? The enemy wants us to be angry. The enemy wants to uh, be physical with people, but we're not wrestling against flesh and blood. We are wrestling against powers and principalities, right? But here's the thing, those powers and principalities, they have influence in this uh, spiritual realm. Anybody, I don't care, you could be the heavyweight champion of the world. If you're going to get into this fight with that mindset, you, you lost. You've lost already because that's not the fight that we are fighting. And in fact, if that's the fight that you are fighting, then you are a puppet and being influenced by the puppet master, Satan. Really, by the puppet master, Satan. And I, I wrongly, got into a fight the other day, the wrong fight, using the wrong weapons. Oh, I always admit when I fail because there is no progress 
without admission. And I'm a stickler for the truth, you know? And so I got into that wrong fight. In fact, I shared some of it with, uh, with Sandy, right? The, 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 the wrong fight, it happens. But what do we do? We adjust. So I'm not gonna stay there and continue that fight. No, it's not gonna be round one, round two, round three. Hopefully, boom, in the middle of a round, you're out of it. Because you understand that you've been influenced by the enemy, right? You, you understand you've been influenced by the enemy. And he influences your mind, which influences your feelings. And your feelings then influence your behavior. And so the most important thing is, boom, you jump on it, you self-correct, and you get in and to using the right weapons of our warfare which the Bible says are, but are divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses. What is the greatest weapon we have? It's the truth. That is the greatest weapon. And here's what I want to uh, talk about more. It says says divinely powerful for destruction of fortresses. I want to talk a little bit more about the construction of these fortresses, because these are the lies, these are the belief systems that get constructed that drive our lives in wrong directions. Here's the thing that I'm gonna say, unless you destroy, take off, deconstruct, demolish the self-limiting beliefs you will only go so far, really. They are limiting beliefs. There is no way if I am thinking negative, can my life go in a positive direction? It's not possible, really. It is not possible. You know, there's no way if I am depressed, can I move forward into a positive place? There is no way if I have got thoughts of hopelessness, can my tomorrow be hopeful? It's, it's not possible. You have to throw off those beliefs. And the world system, the world system says this, no, you don't have to work on your inner self you just got to get stuff outside of yourself. And it's that stuff that will make you feel better. No, it's not. No, it's not. Because we see people with all the stuff in the world committing suicide, depressed, all of that. It doesn't come from within, from outside of yourself. It comes from within yourself. It's about the way that you are thinking. We know the Apostle Paul rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. If he would have been in a five-star hotel, yeah, it would have been very easy to say, well, it's because of his location, but he was in a dungeon. It was in a prison, a dark, dark, a damp, dark place. No, no, nothing to rejoice over, but it was what was on the inside. Every single person on this line has had some kind of self-defeating behavior because of erroneous beliefs, what you believe about yourself. You know, 
you felt bad and you engaged in some kind of self-defeating behavior. It doesn't necessarily even have to be addiction. That self-defeating behavior could be, you know, talking, gossiping about uh, someone. It could even be just sat there brooding uh, and just beating yourself up emotionally. But it's some form of self-defeating behavior that gets you into a bad spot. Yeah, all of us want our lives to move forward, and we should, but we, our lives will never, ever, ever move forward without the getting rid of these limiting beliefs. You know, there's no way, and I say, I am going swimming with lead weights attached to myself. In fact, the, yeah, really, the Bible even says to us that let's get rid of these weights, these things that so easily beset us so that we're able to run this race. Look, I want to I wanna read that, actually, in, in Hebrews. Uh, Therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us also lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him, even though the cross despising the shame, and I sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. See, even Jesus, he had a belief that the joy that was set before him. The point is, what I'm trying to say is that don't ever think now to get this joy oh i gotta get that better job oh, oh I, I i gotta live in this neighborhood oh, 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 oh my, my, my 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 person has to be in the white house oh this has to happen oh, oh i gotta have a certain amount, amount of money in the bank the stock market needs to be up there oh, up here oh, oh oh the yankees are gonna be win the world series oh the, i mean foolishness it is foolishness because everything i just said there is worldly. You cannot overcome the world by dependence on the world. It's impossible. You have to be dependent on something greater than the world. And whatever Yankees win the world, sorry, you know, next year they'll lose it. This person's in power, next year he'll lose it. It's all, it's up and down. It has to be contingent upon something that does not change. And this is why we have to get rid of that belief. And we can't base, we can't base doing anything on how we feel. Because you can feel top of the morning at nine o'clock in the morning, at 10 a.m., bottom of the morning. It can't be based on how we feel, really. And that's been the lie. Put this into your body, do this kind of behavior to try to feel better. Feelings are very capricious, meaning that they are very volatile. They are up and down and up and down, whatever. But what we believe is constant. The Bible says, for the joy that was set before Jesus, focus, fixated on that, is what we have to be fixated on. I'm going to say, Every person set a goal 
of this, and you can refine this goal. I am gonna focus on being and accomplishing the goal that I was created for. Really, that I was created for. You can refine it from there. Because really, is the reason why I say that is because of some of the behaviors that I know that we've all been engaged in. Oh, and I'll put two hands up, right? Really, we, those behaviors, even if we had the goal of saying that I was created for a purpose, we never would have engaged in those, 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 uh, those behaviors. But our beliefs system, really, when we were engaging in those things, think about it. It was, our beliefs was almost like, my life's an accident. Why am I here? Oh, 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 oh this shouldn't be happening. Oh, I, I should have been this. I should have been that. It, our, our belief was never aligned with our creator, right? No, it was almost, it was aligned with the creature, Satan, what he wanted us to believe about ourselves. You think about it. That's, if that's really when you can actually say your life is dead straight. I want to accomplish what my creator wants me to accomplish. You even think about it. What could have prevented the fall of all mankind? Adam and Eve having that goal. I want my purpose to be aligned with the creator. If that was the case, they never would have engaged in anybody, with anybody, with Satan, trying to take them away from that. And that's what I'm saying. Somebody that is aligned with that, you'll never, oh, I, I, I'm reaching over for this. I'm reaching over for that because I'm reaching over for that. It takes you out of alignment. It, it takes you out of alignment. So if that is your goal, because I'm telling you something, you have to, like Jesus he kept his eyes on that joy. You have to be fixated on something. This world system is all set to try to shift you. You know, today you're focused on tomorrow that today. In fact, not even not 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 that's even. I'm even being conservative there. Even in the day, you know, nine o'clock you're focused on that. Ten o'clock you're focused on that. Eleven o'clock you you're all over the place. And so and is. Here is what's going to happen if you're jumping around like that. Frustration. And if you're frustrated, you know what you're going to do? You're going to try and align your feelings with something that gives you some kind of quickie pleasure. I just want you to be aware of the things that trip us up. But if you are fixated, like you see some of these uh, athletes, you see these other, oh, I mean, super, super focused on that finish line. You know, really, some of these athletes, hey, I'm proud of our guys. They've done a great, terrific job. I see the focus, the concentration. They don't take their eyes off that finish line until they're past it, really. And that's the way that we should be. In fact, think about it. Paul uses the metaphor of a race. You know, I've run the race. I've finished my course, right? Doesn't he say that in 2 Timothy? 
You know, and that's what we have to say. You can't run a race like this. You ever seen those horse races where they got those blinkers on? Those blinkers are so they can't look side to side. So they are just focused. I remember when I was a kid, I don't know if you ever heard of this horse uh, in England, growing up in the 70s, there was a horse called Red Rum. This horse, my word. Don't you I mean, there were people, people coming from Saudi Arabia to England to try to buy this. What do you want? What do you want for this horse? Really, Red Rum. I'll never forget this horse. He was, even when, even when he was surpassed, you know, the way he would do this horse, the way he would, even would run against another great horse, he would know just what to preserve. And at the finish, the way that this horse would sprint, really, this horse was so intelligent and, and so good. He was so hyper-focused, really, so hyper-focused. And this is what we have to be, because this is a race. We are in this war. We are, look what it says, we are destroying speculations and every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God. You know, lofty, another word for lofty is sublime. Something that's sublime is something that's high and lofty and big. And it's raised up against the knowledge of God. And so, really, that statement is that Satan desires to raise up things that are lofty. I mean, there's nothing that could be higher than whatever the Creator says, because truth is whatever God says. And so, Satan is really going. Is, is a, a contradictory indicator against the creator. He's trying to raise up things against the knowledge of God. So he's raising up deceit against the truth. Whatever God says is true. Satan is raising up things against that. And so really destroying speculations and every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God. You are, we are destroying all of the lies that the enemy has raised up that's been keeping our lives from aligning with God. So it's been keeping our lives from the purpose that God has for them. So this is not one lie. It's a fortress. It's, it's a building of lies. And Really, ne you never, ever, ever start with just one lie. And so if, if I feel rejected, right? Oh, I I'm rejected. Oh, I'm worthless. Oh, oh, nobody will accept me. Oh, 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 I, I, I won't do well in life. I won't, you know, could keep going on. That's so many lies from one lie. So many lies. There was this uh, creature. In, um, in Greek mythology, where it had uh, these, uh, these heads. But each time you cut the head off, now it would double and quadruple. And that's the kind of the way that these lies work. And this is what we are actually tearing down because there's so many self-limiting lies. I'm going to tell you this right now. If you could take, tear down 
all of these lies, your life will go in a different direction. So the point I'm trying to make is you don't need more of this. You don't need more of that. You don't need more. You need less of the lies that you are believing. Really. Because less of the lies will give you more of the positive that you've got. It's the lies that are tasting, the lies that are negative that are taken away from the positive. Like the lie of, oh, I can't make it. Or I, I, I you know, I won't be able to, to actually do it. And, and you, your life will never ever go beyond what you believe about it. Like, like uh, uh, Henry Ford said, whether you believe you can or you believe you cannot, you're right. You are right. If I, if, if I do not believe something, I am not going to accomplish it. Notice I didn't say anything about capabilities. No, I said a lot about belief, really. If I believe, doesn't matter about all, I could have all of the capabilities in the world, but if I don't believe it, those capabilities will do me no good because I won't even get to the place where I'll even be able to put the capabilities into action to disprove what I, because I don't believe it anyway. And that's where we've got to get to. This is why we have to tear these things down. We have to tear what we believe oh i can't do it well why can't why can't you do it why can you not do it you know my son and i were talking the other day just yesterday and he was talking about um uh this uh when he heard from uh uh, uh god something he heard from god after we watched this movie watch this movie uh the equalizer 2 with uh with denzel and there was a kid in that movie that Denzel was uh, saving, and this kid had the same name as my son, Miles. Uh, and and Denzel and Denzel saves this guy from gang life. And um, the uh, uh, the kid Miles, he, uh, he so Denzel bursts in. You know, Denzel's this special forces guy. He's an action star, and so yeah, uh, so he's bursts in. He saves this kid, brings this kid out of the gang, Denzel, of course, I mean, all of the gangbangers, he beats them all up, drags this kid out, and the kid says something to him. He says, why me? And Denzel says a very powerful thing, why not you? Why not you? And you know something? God is really saying that, and we, we, we are saying that to God, why me? Well, why not you? The thing is that I'm saying now, really, is Satan has really got us to believe, right, this lie uh, about um, 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 this lie that somehow, you know, all of our days are the same. And really, it, this is as good as it gets. No, this is as worse as it gets. That's what we have to start saying. And now if our lives are going to be aligned with what God wants, then our lives are going to go in a different, better direction. That's what we have to say. Forget that it's why, why me? Why not me? It doesn't matter. You know, like uh, Gideon said, when God, uh, um, 
He called him a mighty man of valor. Oh, no, no, I'm no good. I'm of the tribe of Manasseh. Manasseh was kind of considered to be an inferior tribe in Israel. And, and I'm the least in my father's house. But God said, you will do. The Bible says God uses the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. So anytime, here's what, what I am going to say, right? Truth in motion. Anytime that you are saying you can't do it, you got to ask yourself this question. Why not? Why can't you do it? And you know what it's going to be? I guarantee you, it's almost going to be, well, you can't do it because you haven't done it before. I'm telling you, it's going to be based on some nonsensical rationale. And that's what needs to be challenged, really, for us to move forward. Forget this nonsense. Well, you know, I, I, I need to have more money. I, I need to have a better job. I should have come from uh, this family. Oh, I, yeah, I come from the wrong side of the tracks. It's foolishness. It's all foolishness. In fact, Jesus came down, really. I mean, Jesus could not have had a more ignoble birth, a more ignoble birth. And I really think Jesus is trying to relate to everybody. It doesn't matter where you came from for this to work for you, for faith in Jesus Christ to work for you. Wrong side of the track, right side of the tracks, it doesn't matter. As long as you connect to this, anything is possible for him that believes. You know, and nothing is possible for him that doesn't, really. But anything is possible for him that believes. This is the victory that overcomes the world. Our faith, 1 John 5, verse 4.